action. 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 All right. Shooty. Danny. Welcome. Ep- welcome. Episode 9 of Sent to the Office, otherwise known as Adventures of Tremendous Fat Ass. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're here ready to rock and roll. And uh, hopefully we're back on track, back on schedule to do a weekly yep. podcast because we do have dedicated listeners who... They pretty much planned their week around our podcast, yeah. Dan. And if we don't get it out there on a timely, in a timely manner, I had death threats. Oh man! Yeah, you want to talk about those no, a little bit? No, no. but they, trying to know, put it behind you. We need to. We have some really dedicated fans. <laughs> I've, I actually had uh, some people send some suggestions about thread topics or you know uh, topics to talk about, and um, so you know we might get to those uh, today. But if not, we'll definitely get to them uh, the next time. But, uh, you know, you know how long it takes us to plan these things. So if I don't get the the suggestion with them, we don't plan them. What do you, Dan? <laughs> oh yeah. It takes us. We start planning immediately after. Hey, we ask stop me how my day was. Dan, how was your day? It sucked. What what sucked about? I can't even talk about it. I'm what, not allowed of, to. Because of FERPA. Whatever. You know yeah. what FERPA is, Dan? I know. I'm. It means I'm not supposed to talk about work. That's right. FERPA, which is uh, you know the Federal Educational FERPA. Right to Privacy Act. Which uh, dictates that you cannot talk about student uh, issues, uh, particular student issues. You can't, uh, you know, violate their privacy. And then if it deals with a staff member, that's not FERPA. That's just uh, save your ass and don't get fired. Hey, is that all schools or just public ones? Like if I had my own school, could I? Well, actually, that's fine. I You can do whatever. If you had a private school, you could have them sign a waiver. And Okay. FERPA. Now, yeah. I do have an idea, that, you know. Hypothetical idea. Hypothetical. Which, uh, you know, you'd have to have the parents on board. Sure. It's going to be a little pilot program we're just going to test out. But we're going to teach how to fly a plane. Can right? we start with this? Would you agree with me that the average 16, 17, 18-year-old is at least as smart as your average house dog? <laughs> My. Well, Murph is pretty smart, so Okay, maybe. just the sheer okay. fact of being a human being qualifies them yeah, with right. the intelligence of a dog. Yeah, of okay? course. All right. All I'm saying is shock collars. All right? Shock collars. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> My dogs are pretty well trained, right? Yes, yes. Now, if I had... The amount of time I have with these students with the use of these shock collars, which would be used responsibly, right? very responsibly. A low voltage. But if I had a dog as much as I'm with these kids, yeah, yeah. I bet, you know, Paco would be cooking you dinner up there. Yeah, he'd be typing Shakespeare. Would be in deal one. It'd all be Mexican fare, but hey, I like Mexican. That's fine. But, yeah. you know, you'd have to have, like you said, a waiver, right. of course. Sure, right, uh, right, right. Probably right. a non-disclosure would be best. Right. I would well, I can tell you, based on 20-some years working with alternative school students and parents, if you show results, if the if the kids are going to school and they're passing their classes, you can get a parent to sign anything. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. You have a meaning, okay? And yes. Desperate times, Joel. Yeah. Desperate times. Now, here's how it would work. You know, and of course... I. As you say, the parents, I think they'd be on board. You know? They would be. I know we have parents that listen to this, former Harbor parents. <laughs> who would say. Who would say, you can beat my child every day as long as they're going to school and they're passing. Okay. But we're, not, we're not promoting that. We're not. You know, no, we're this not. is hypothetical. Jeez. Don't. 
Don't make it weird. Okay, so, you know, the seats would have numbers, and the number would, of course, be associated with the shot collar. I've got, like, the master up here, you know? And probably to keep it simple, you know, seat one, uh, I just, that kid would be one, you know? Hey, sit down, seven, you know? Oh, we're just going to go numbers now. No, no, I'm just kidding about that. But, you know, you want to... You want to check your phone right now while while I'm talking? Okay. And, you know, the do, the dog shot callers, they have different levels. Sure, you know? right, right. So Start them off at... Yeah, you know, it, it depends. We're going to differentiate, you know, how many times, but, you know. We... <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll put that phone away. Yeah, you know. Right. Hey, I would have that thing. Now, now you've, you've got, got, you'd have all the remote controls lined up. All the power, yes. No, 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 no. It would be one master board. Yeah, I was going to say, you could probably have Cade, who works for the technology department at Southeast Polk. I bet he could wire it so all of them are to a motherboard of some sort. I'm talking out of my ass. And you could just go, "Mm." I think we can all agree that we want Junior here to graduate uh, in the fastest amount of time possible. I don't see any reason that he needs to fail classes that he doesn't need to fail. That's right. I think uh, we could get him whipped into shape real quick. Parent-teacher conferences would be a lot quicker, too. Let's see, in the past uh, nine-week quarter, I had to zap you 13 times, whereas the quarter before, it was 25 times, so you're doing much better. Yeah, man, I don't think those numbers are off. <laughs> I've taken number, you know, oh, eight right. to put you on the knee, bro. Uh, now, I, it, Dan, I got to tell you that it reminds me of one of the funniest things you've ever told me. The shot collar with your dog. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay no, we got, we're going to we'll wait on that one. Well, not everybody thinks that's funny, Joel. I laugh because I get nervous and uncomfortable. I laugh because it was hysterical, man. <laughs> Well, the thing is, though, with the, you know, my hypothetical situation, you got to have the good that goes with it, too. And this part I have experimented with. Okay. Because one day, <laughs> I get bored. Yeah. I had, you know, my deer jerky. They love it. It's like crack cocaine. You're, you're cooking it in your room. You're drying your Oh, uh, yeah. But this day, I hadn't been cooking. I just brought in a bag that um, okay. when it was frozen, I busted it up into a bunch oh, yeah. of little pieces. Okay. <laughs> and the girls that I had been volunteering at the ARL said, one of those clickers. <laughs> just to mess with them for a while. A clicker that you use to train a dog. Yes. And I will tell you the positive side of this plan works because by the end of class, they're, they're looking for they're some ready. turkey. Click, click. Yeah. There you go. Shucking them out. We had paper towels out. It's going to okay. keep it clean. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, well, you alluded to the. I did. You have to tell it because it is uh, the, one of the best. Well, ever. I'm not proud of this story. I mean. Nor, nor should you be. I but think it the happened. reason it's funny is I would never do this on purpose, but I had two dogs in Texas. Okay. Um, a golden retriever named Sadie. She woke up every morning wondering what she could do that day to please Dan, you know, okay. help Dan, who she yeah, loved. Just and I had a cocker, and that was Sarah's dog, Okay. you know, and then I had a cocker spaniel uh, who pretty much woke up every day. What can I chew up, dig up, F up of Dan's, right. you know. So for Christmas one year, I got him a shock collar. Oh, that was nice. You know, the golden retriever was still puppy enough. You know, I got one that would kind of go more, had different settings, you know. Sure, right. Kept it on the Cocker Spaniel. I'd keep it on three, you know. Right. But I knew 
And it goes up to execution. <laughs> it goes to eight. And of course, you know, my buddies and I had already taken oh, it. Oh, it out. What was sweet is you could change it. Um, there was a dial. Yeah. And I had a, a friend who will remain nameless. I, he wouldn't let me shock him. I'm like, dude, it's look, it's one. Shock me. Yeah, come on. And he's like, presses it, and I go, it's barely anything. And without, I'd already practiced, so I could turn the dial without taking my oh, eye right, contact. Right, right, right. Because you have to try it out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's humane. It's That's not, what police do. Right. You know, they, they tase each other. They take you know, yep, yep. I would, I would do this in this program. Every teacher that uses it, I think I'd be the only one. That that, that that reminds me a little side, um, and I can say her name because I know she would be okay with it. Ashley Waddell is a former student who we had uh, years and years ago, and I think it was Officer um, Handy came in to do a talk, and he started talking about tasing, and. Um, and earlier, Ashley had mentioned that she was trying to find a job because she needed money for prom or something, and she was just really desperate. And so, just just to be funny, I said, Ashley, how much would it cost? You know, I'd pay. Would you do it for you know five dollars? Would you let Handy tase you? And she's how how long would I be down for? <laughs> she was totally serious, and it was one of the funniest things ever. So I hope she's listening because oh, it is. That, is I'll awesome. never, that was twenty seven years ago. I'll never forget it. But anyway, so. Okay, so now I think about it, this dog story kind of doesn't help me on my case with uh, well, <laughs> my pilot program. Because, you were young. You were young. You've um, anyway, you know, I had new sod out there in the backyard. I got home. I was working for Dell. Did I ever tell you I worked at Dell? Dell. Dell. The computer company. He said he's going to say it anyway. So. In Texas? Yeah. Okay. So I get home from work. I'm looking out the kitchen window, and I see the cocker spaniel you know, smelling around, and I'm like, locked and loaded, go ahead, you know, just start digging, just look like you want to dig, right, and sure enough, starts pawing, and I'm like, okay, pow, and he's like, just keeps on going, and I'm like, there's a little light that comes on, I'm like, mm, mm, he's going to town, I'm like, I'm hitting the button. I'm like, okay. It's just, I don't even dialed it, dialed it up. I'm like a creep. Get some! So I had forgotten. I look over, and the golden retriever is just jumping around like. And I, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that happened. See, this is the part. I did laugh because at that time, Sarah doesn't even watch these. Uh, Sarah comes up. She's like, what's so funny? And I'm like, nothing. But she forgot the collar was on the other dog. Yeah. Well, she was, she was jumping, but. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I just want you to tell that story because I know you had a bad day today, Dad. Well, yeah, I probably would have. So, so, is there anything you can talk about? Today. No, really. No. So, okay. How about that? How was your day? What'd you do? You know, my day was okay. Um, it started out a little, uh, honestly, started out a little rough because I've got, um, I've got some ear problems, as you know. And for the last couple of days, uh, um, I've got tinnitus, which is like, a, you know, and I'll, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but um, it's just been relentlessly crushing me the last couple of days and it's like you can't get away from it so um you know it uh kind of i don't know uh bums me out a little bit so i got up and um 
uh, took a little nap, and then I got up and walked uh, and listened to a, a podcast about tinnitus, which I thought was interesting. And for people that listen to podcasts, which I know a lot of people do. I do. Um, it's on the NPR, um, what did I say it was? Fresh uh, something. Fresh air. Fresh air. Um, uh, and it was about uh, our deafening world. Okay, so I talked a little bit about hearing loss, and I talked about tinnitus. And I, um, honestly, I didn't, I didn't learn much about it because I, for the last, you know, 12, 13 years, I've done a lot of research right. uh, to figure out my own problem. But it's a great podcast for anybody out there that maybe has hearing loss or has tinnitus or knows somebody that does. And you probably do know somebody that does because 30 million people in this country have tinnitus well you didn't tell me much about it i, I wanted to save it for okay. for this but yeah. the part you said that intrigued me was about our our society has more hearing loss yes than yes. others then then yeah mainly modern society because they've done research of that where they've uh, they go to other uh, you know third world countries let's say that doesn't have the the technology and things that um and they find elderly people in their 70s who still have hearing like they did when they were babies because they're, they're not exposed to uh, traffic and trains and power tools and rock concerts. And they're not putting headphones in their ears and they, you know, all hair dryers, um, you know, and, and for people to uh, just to, as a kind of a gauge, um, any any sound that that gets to 90 decibels is damaging your ears like Nin- what's a ballpark for what's that feel like, like uh 90 decibels is like uh, what is your voice at to me it's right a now? blender oh <clears throat> is any uh <clears throat> any pretty much any power your your power saw uh, I'm circular screwed. saw that's I'm 90. So screwed yep um uh, a hair dryer uh can be depending on what what kind of hair dryer so there's all of these things. And, of course, you know, you work in a school. And so when you walk through the halls, you see kids constantly, you know, with their earbuds mm-hmm. in. And hopefully they're not listening at a, you know, a, a, you know high level. But um, I just thought that was interesting that our, our culture is kind of lending itself to hearing loss. Um, and, you know, you talk to any ENT or any expert and they would tell you that you need to have ear protection all the time. Because you don't know when, you know, you could be in school and in your classroom after school and they, the maintenance people could be working out in the hallway and you might need ear protection. But wow. they tell you that. So, yeah, you might be screwed. I know you've already lost some hearing um, and, uh, you know, shooting. That's a big one. They talked about hunting because um, they talked about soldiers and they talked about hunters being very hesitant to use hearing protection. Uh, and for for uh, soldiers, uh, it's kind of you're kind of a pussy if you use hearing protection. You've got to be able to hear your surroundings. You do, you do. But but the, they said there's you know they've done a lot of research on that, and and part of it is that, and part of it is oh you're going to use noise canceling headphones. What are you a pussy? And for hunters, maybe that's when they're doing their target practicing. I maybe maybe. I mean, if I'm hunting or i mean i've never been a soldier but right. uh, there's no way i would give up my sense of hearing if i was but that right. makes sense i'm well, sure talk, either way right. they struggle with it more well they talked about the the hunters too because you know they they'll they'll tell you you know i i need to be able to hear deer walking mm-hmm. in leaves and 
Uh, I don't even like to have my uh, my stocking cap over down my ears. ears. Right, right. But, but you know, those are two uh, that they talked about, two, act, I don't know what you call it, activities or whatever, um, that lend, it, lend themselves to, to hearing loss uh, more than any other. And, um, you know, and then, of course, hearing loss leads to tinnitus. Yeah, explain Not what for tinnitus is. Tinnitus is essentially, they, the, the podcast did uh, a really good comparison because they talked about, um, you've heard of, you know, when people have uh, an amputation, how they still feel a sensation in the, the limb. So, you know, you get your arm cut off and, you know, you feel, and that's a real, that's a real psychological um, phenomenon. Yeah. So, um, and the, the, in the podcast, they, they compared tinnitus to that sensation because once you've lost hearing, Mm-hmm. Um, the the audio the the auditory cortex you know the sensory part of your brain that picks up sound it gets bored and you know it's it needs to it starts to to self stimulate mm. and so it's making up all this crazy noise that isn't there so tinnitus um, is uh, the sensation of of noise or sound that isn't really there it's not there so I hear um, noises in my ears. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they'll never stop, and they won't get better, and they'll probably get worse. Yeah. Because my hearing's going to get worse, and the the as my hearing continues to get worse, those sounds will can, will get worse. So, um, and mo- for most people, it's uh, it's it's subjective, which means it's all in the brain. It's all the brain uh, filling in the gaps that it's not hearing anymore. So, um. For soldiers, it's the number one reason for disability, hmm. and I'm sure you know P- PTSD and. I wonder though. I think they're connected. They have to be, you know. What, I mean, what's connected? The tinnitus with some level of PTSD yeah. or or, yes. uh, or anxiety, issues, panic anxiety, attacks. Depression. I mean, right. that road's gonna get there. Right. Because of an effect of it, I would right. think. It does, and they talked about that. When I, um, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but um, I was born with a hearing problem, but I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, it's called uh, otosclerosis, where the bones in the middle ear are becoming um, uh, not able to conduct sound. So when the sound comes into your middle ear, all these little bones start to vibrate, and mine don't do that. Um, and over, over the years. Um, I damaged my eardrums doing all the stuff that we talked about before. Listen to have loud music because I couldn't hear, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, when I'd get in my car, uh, and you know, a normal person would turn it to three and they could hear it fine. I'd turn it to seven because I couldn't hear fine. All that was damaging my ears. So um, I've told the story before, and I know you know the story, but um, September of 2006, I became a principal, um, and I think I did tell that one. Uh, um, and the first week I became a principal at the Harbor in Altoona, um, I had a principal's meeting. And we're sitting in the, in the district office room where they do all the school board meetings. And you've been in that room, in a giant cavernous room with a, with a ceiling that angles yeah. up to infinity here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember I'm sitting around this rectangle table configuration and people across the room are talking, and I can't hear a goddamn thing they're saying. Okay, and so that, that's when I went home 13 years ago and told Marta, there's something wrong with my hearing. I can't hear. But all this time, 
I've been able to hide it because I'd been a guidance counselor prior to that. Yeah. And what does a guidance counselor do? You sit in an office, mm-hmm. usually with one other person, a kid. You talk to them, and they're right there, and there's, you close the door, and there's no outside noises distracting you, and, you know. Yeah. So I was kind of faking it, but I couldn't fake it anymore. Yeah. So Well, you were probably not realizing how much you were starting to read lips, too. Right. Which I'm, I'm really good at. Now, I want to clarify – it's, it's not, not like, like the Seinfeld episode. episode. I don't know if you know the Seinfeld <laughs> episode do. where George wants the lady to go to the party to figure out. Um, there are some people that can read lips without sound, you know, and they're, but I, I got to have a little sound so I can kind of do a math. It's like a math equation. Some of them you can, like. Oh, well, thank you. I said. Yeah, what would you say there? Yeah, all right. But, you know, so. Um, so, so I, I got, got hearing aids then, and, uh, you know, from, and I had a, at that time I had a mild to moderate hearing loss, and now I have a severe to profound hearing loss, mm-hmm. um, and still got the hearing aids, and um, actually had a really nice set of hearing aids that cost over $5,000 to get stolen out of my car by a punk who got in my car and stole my wallet and my hearing aids. Why would he want hearing aids, Dan? He didn't even know what they were, probably. Just grabbed everything. And then I'd like to run into him. But anyway. So, so it's like um, in Pulp Fiction when he's like, you know, someone scratched my car. It'd be worth it. Catching them, seeing them do so it. I could, just, just, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so um, that, that's the background on that. And, you know, so now um, if you, you haven't had a hearing test, an audiogram, have you? I did. <laughs> Oh, boy. We had uh, someone asking, telling us we could talk about marriage. Uh, One thing I would recommend, this is what I did. This is terrible, but I kind of played it up. Like, if I could hear it, but I could tell it was low, I'd, I'd, you know, and then when I could barely hear it, I'd just, like, not raise my hand. You get a sheet of paper that says, may have trouble having conversations in the car or between rooms. She doesn't watch. Oh. All right, snitches get stitches, people. Yeah, that's so, right. But no, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, most I probably people, need to. Most people have not had an audiogram. Um, and the podcast talked about that how, uh, you know, when you can't see, you go get glasses, man. Yeah. You know, you might start out with Walgreens readers and then you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just go get glasses. But for some reason, there's a stigma attached to not being able to hear. Well, maybe it's because they cost five grand. People don't want to. That too. And you know know what? what You don't know. Medical insurance does not cover hearing aids. That's some bullshit. But thankfully for veterans, most veterans can get hearing aids from the Veterans Administration unless our current administration's dicking that all up for them. But anyway, I don't want to like, you know, you know, sidetrack on political shit, but, um, so, so anyway, anyway, most people, people have not had an audiogram. audiogram. People that need that need it have not. But um, I get them twice a year, and every year or every time I get one, it you know goes down just a little bit. And when it doesn't go down, it's like a big victory. And um, but uh, they usually test you on eight different pitches. And um, right now, I'm pretty much deaf in three. Okay, and so um, the. The, the baseline is 20 decibels, so that's normal hearing. So it takes something, something has to be 20 decibels for a normal person to hear it. Um, and 
my best in my left ear is 65. And then it's all the way up to 100. And I mean, just you could go up and up and I can't hear certain things. Now, my right ear, I had a procedure that helped a stapedectomy uh, where they went in and they put in a prosthetic stape bone. Oh, Jesus, Sorry. did you break no, it? No, I didn't break it. Okay, good. Um, and uh, when I went in, I asked them if I wanted the bone because I was going to encase it and wear it around my neck. Yeah. And they wouldn't give it to me. That's some bullshit. Said, right it there. is some bullshit. That's, I said, that's mine. Yeah. That belongs to me. I want to know. And not only that, but I want to know that I'm paying I'm no getting shit. what I paid for. Let me see the bone. That's right. <laughs> At least let me see it. <laughs> what? You know, but, so, um, yeah, so that procedure um, helped the hearing in this ear. I bumped it up about 15 decibels, which is good. Um, but it was crazy because my tinnitus got worse after that. It was already pretty bad. It's, I've noticed my tinnitus for probably six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Noticed it means, I remember being a kid. You ever lay down, like, you know, you lay down and you, kind of, you hear your heart beat in your ears or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a form of tinnitus. I remember being a kid and kind of hearing these things, but it wasn't until like six or seven years ago did the sounds that in my head start to affect me during the day. And it's like what you talked about before. The ways it affects you is you you can't escape it. You, you, you can never get away from it. Um, and eventually, you, you start to go crazy. You start to go crazy. You get anxiety goes up, depression goes up. Um, and it's unpredictable. Like to me, what what really was hard, what I saw with you was the unpredictability of it. Like, right. Right. You, it wasn't. It's always there, but you were always waiting. You know, and that. Right. And when you're in a situation like being, you know, where somewhere where you you need to be on point, then you you start focusing right. on it, and right. who knows what that does? Maybe right. it induces right. it. Right. Well, they've done a lot of research on it, and uh, stress, uh, you know, makes your tinnitus symptoms worse. Um, fatigue makes it worse. Well, you know, um, that's all I felt prior to to leaving the job because I wasn't sleeping at night. Um, uh, being in that loud school environment. Uh, being around loud noises all the time makes the tinnitus worse. Uh, being, I don't know if you know this, but being an assistant, being an administrator is stressful sometimes. Being a teacher is stressful sometimes. So I was having one to two panic attacks a week the last year I was working. And it was all because I could not, I could never escape the crazy, it's insane the, what I hear in my ears sometimes. It's just insane. It's bananas. I can't even describe. Um, and sometimes you can't, most of the time you can't predict it. But there are things that I can do to reduce, like keep my stress level down, try to get enough rest, um, stay out of noisy environments, um, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people out there. Uh, that have tinnitus and they go on about their day. Um, mainly, they might hear it only at night when it's quiet and they're trying to sleep. Um, and then you've got, you know, a few, I don't know, 10% of those people who is, have it like me. Is everybody's tinnitus 
um, connected to ongoing hearing loss? Or do some people have it that are not experiencing ongoing hearing loss? Very few people have tinnitus. And this is something that, that was the one thing that I did learn from the podcast. Very few people have tinnitus who have normal hearing. So generally, if you if you have normal hearing, you're not going to have tinnitus. Now, that's not to say like if, you know, somebody with normal hearing, my son over here has normal hearing, I hope, I pray that I didn't give him my hearing problem because it is a inherited, it can't be an inherited thing. He's good to go. He seems fine. But, you know, he goes to a, a rock concert, you know, he he's he, he's going to have tinnitus afterwards if he's near the speakers, mm-hmm. but by the next day it goes away. Yeah. Okay. So, so but uh, the tinnitus that endures, that that uh, continues, that never goes away, um, it's almost always somebody with hearing loss, and that's because and of the part hearing loss that is continuing. It's not if it's when it's going to be gone. Not not everybody not everybody's hearing loss gets worse. Right. That's, yeah, is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, I'm asking if everybody who's hearing loss is getting worse, um, if t- tinnitus is connected to that. Like, not just hearing loss, but if your hearing loss is getting worse, is your tinnitus going to continue to get worse? I was well? told that by two different ENTs. Yeah. They were just trying to prepare me, look, you know. Um, and I think, honestly, that's... That's, That's what's so hard to deal right. with, right? You know, right? Very few people. I, I mean, I think it's challenging to have empathy with something because most people, when when you get sick with something, you know, you're going to get better. I just remember when this started, um, we were going through dealing with we we're going to lose Gabriel. We had found out all right. of that, and so we were both in some pretty dark places at the same time right but for me and i remember telling you that that mine is going to come to a conclusion and i knew i knew how hard it is for you knowing that feeling of it's just going to continue to right yeah i always i knew what you meant when you said that um but i mean there's you can't compare losing a child i know i know i mean you can't I mean, I just, I don't even know what where to begin with that. But um, that was probably the hardest um, thing to hear. I When I went to, I went to the University of Iowa for for a year and a half. Um, and that was something that my medical insurance didn't cover. Um, I drive there I, and I got cognitive therapy to try to, because that's really the only thing. There's no cure. There's nothing they can do to stop this. All they can do is try to teach you how to deal with it. Okay, so you can... Use a masking thing. Like, I've got apps on my phone where I plug in my uh, earbuds, and it'll be a constant noise that'll maybe drown out my my tinnitus noise. So I'm replacing the noise that I hear with another noise, but it's yeah. it's a new noise. It's not the same old noise. You're just noise. Telling, saying, hey, brain, you can take yeah. a break now. You take a break, this, and this is... here's something else. And so, um, so they taught me that at the University of Iowa. They taught me how to... And I, it didn't work for me, but they try to teach me how to be friends with my sounds. <laughs> yeah, that's a mindfulness thing. It sounds, sounds kind of dumb, that, but no, they, you know, they said, and that's what they talked about in the, the podcast too. The guy said, you know, um, I, I tried to, I've tried over the years to uh, look at it like this is my sound and this yeah. is unique to me. That's what the monks would tell you to do. Seriously. Right. right. So, but sound. that doesn't always 
Hello, sound. Come right. on in. Come on, but, hey. but um but I have more than one sound, so that's kind of a problem too. Yeah. So uh, most people r- report uh, that their sounds is like crickets in the summertime or cicadas or uh, I have crickets sometimes, but I mainly have my main sounds are uh, howling winds. You know, just constant. Um, I have a, a, a high-pitched kind of electronic sound that comes and goes, which is interesting because it's a sound that is actually in real life too high-pitched for me to even hear. Hmm. In real life, if you played that sound on the on your phone, I'm deaf in that tone. I can't literally hear it, but my brain remembers it. That's so, it so plays it. wild. Uh, and then I have a bass drum, which is called pulsatile um, tinnitus, and it's often tied to your heartbeat, but mine is not tied to my heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So I have these noises um, all the time, and they vary. And um, and that's the frustrating thing is because sometimes they're at a tone. I, I've, I've learned over the years, I tell Marna, uh, I, I compare them to tornadoes. I'm like, you know, right now I've got an EF2 going on in my head, or I've got an EF4. I've never had an EF5 because I, I don't even know what that, I want to save that first. Yeah. But, um, um, oh, there, I was going somewhere with that. But uh, anyway, so um, you just can't. Sometimes two, three days in a row I'll have it. Um, and then for some reason it'll just kind of calm down. And it's just, it's, and then I feel like my normal self. But when I'm in the middle of a two or three day bender, um, it's depressing. Yeah. It's depressing. It's a. Uh, hard and um that's why i had to get out of uh you know not you know not working with kids anymore um you know and those were hard decisions man so but uh the podcast was interesting and i just really feel like um it's a not a very well understood condition even with people that have it i don't know if i told you this and i'm not going to name any names but um a while back i had somebody talk to me uh, and, and I, I think, think he thought he was giving me a pep talk. And, uh, you know, he just said, uh, well, you know, I've got this too. And you just have to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, deal with it. And I, I didn't. You know, if I would have been there, I would have looked over at him and said, does Joel Shooty look like a bitch? <laughs> I answer the question. I feel like, like a bitch, bitch sometimes, sometimes but, now, but the problem was a stupid that thing to say. That person, he knows what his sounds right, sound like, right, right. but he doesn't know what my sounds. And I don't know what. Well, I, don't know what his, and I, I wonder too. You know, these days, people, it, it, a lot of people. I'm so ADHD, or I'm so OCD. You know. That's kind of, I, I don't know how I feel about that. You People kind of I mean? throw those terms I, out there. I've seen what that really is. Right, you right. Know? And, but I guess there are different degrees of everything. Right. It's there just, it, anyway. No, I know exactly what you mean. We, we kind of throw those terms out and they, we make them cheap. Yeah. And for the people that really have, and we know people that yeah. have OCD. Um, Real deal. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really schizo right now. Well, we've known some kids yeah. that have schizophrenia. Um, you know, those are all serious uh, things, but yeah, you know, and uh, it just doesn't help you. It doesn't, 
it doesn't. So it, it, it makes people... Neither do the death jokes. The death jokes? I don't know. I just sometimes don't the death jokes get a little old. Um, <laughs> sometimes. I, you know, I... Uh, I honestly, I mean, I honestly, if anybody's worried out, it's me. I honestly, I don't have a problem with deaf jokes. I mean, I'm not deaf yet, okay, and and um, I might be down the road. Uh, but there's so many things to make fun of, though. I know. Yeah. So, but you know, the deaf thing. Uh, I've said this before, but if I could, if I could go completely deaf right now and not ever hear again. But, but it would, would also mean, mean I'd, I'd never have tinnitus again. I would take it right now. Yeah. And, uh, but that as I say, as I say that, you know how much I love music, man, and that would be really You'd hard. You'd still have it. If you can't hear it. You, you just got done saying how your brain remembers sounds. Yeah. I listen to music every day. There it is. But can he, he, Beethoven. You, you know what? That That's, what, that's true. That that is one of the more frustrating things about, about my hearing loss is that music sounds different to me now. Yeah, you know, I mean, I uh, I had a, a, a situation a couple months ago where I heard a song that I hadn't heard in like 15 years, and I'm like, this doesn't even sound like the song anymore. Some of the tones that are there, I can't really hear them, um, and I don't want this to be a. I just think it's valuable because there are people out there that are listening to this that have hearing loss have tinnitus or they know somebody who does yeah and it's not always easy for people to talk about i don't know what it is it's a shame thing to talk about their hearing it's like they're ashamed you know they're ashamed to wear hearing aids and i i don't personally understand that i never felt shame about it i was glad to get the help but some people do and if having information helps you help someone else and that's what that's yeah. good so there's been times, honestly, where I've kind of envied uh, not being able to have the ability when uh, it's getting a little crazy, you know, three daughters and just yeah. to be able to go, just take him. and all you see is, <laughs> you see, you see the anguish, uh, but you can't, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, they're, they're, I it's have just the, the I have those moments sucks. where it's just, um, you know, peaceful, Yeah. you know. But, but it's, it's also, also um, I, I think I'm a different person now because I'm um, uh, social anxiety is an issue for me now. Yeah. Uh, where I've always been kind of shy and I've always had some anxiety um, growing up. And unfortunately, I think I passed that on to a few of my children. Uh, but it's a manageable thing. And, and yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, you learn to deal with it. But over the years, um, you know, as my hearing loss has gotten worse, when I get into a group of people, I don't know what's being said. I don't know what's going on. I can't keep track of conversation, yeah. and I just feel more and more isolated. So it's just easier not to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier not to. Um, and people listening who have social anxiety know what that feeling is like when you – today's Wednesday, and you make a plan for Friday – and then Friday rolls around, and it's two hours before the thing is supposed to start, and you're thinking of ways you can cancel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, what can I say right now that would be acceptable? You don't then, do that to me, though, do you? No, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but then there are, you know, the people that have that issue, you know, you, you know, you know, I just got to plow through it. Yeah. I just got to go, and once I get there, you know, if I'm with people that I care about and care about me, they know – 
that I may not feel right at first. And people that know me know I can't hear. And they, you know, they're they're pretty good about trying to include me. And so, yeah. But it's it's funny that how that has changed me in ways that I never expected. Yeah. So. The anxiety and the you know the depression stuff that you can manage, um, but uh, so yeah, I have a, a perspective. You know, my perspective is a little bit different, but now I can kind of, you know, I know people who have worse hearing than me, and you know, it's hard to measure tinnitus. You can measure hearing loss, you can't measure tinnitus. So yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I just thought that was an interesting podcast. It was NPR, um, which. They, they do some good stuff, stuff. and uh, uh, um, I also, I didn't, we didn't really get to it, but um, I watched a TED Talk today about tinnitus. It was a little science-y, um, but uh, it was pretty good, And but, you know, the guy that was doing it, his hair was pretty distracting. I don't know if you saw part of the video. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and play a little bit of the video back. He's... It is a little distracting. You know, you know, I'm, I'm sure, sure he's a, a, a nice, nice little fellow. <laughs> but that, anyway, that's, that's the auditory cortex, cortex on the side here. Um, the, the part that, that was more cut lit up, that's in people with tinnitus because their auditory cortex is just going to town. It's just like, light light your brain up. So anyway, but yeah, it was a good TED Talk, but it was really sciencey and, um, you know, uh, but it's interesting. It'd be cool if they could figure it out. Yeah. Well, well he, he talked, talked about that. that. He, he said, said that the, there, there's a, a procedure that they do with Parkinson's patients now where they actually operate on the brain, um, and they think that it can have a positive effect on people with tinnitus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of showed a lady who was pretty much debilitated with Parkinson's and depressed, um, and they showed her she's wide awake during this procedure, and um and, uh, and they showed her as she was functioning, and she had days where she felt like she could actually leave the house where she wasn't. So he seemed encouraged, and, you know, yeah. I'm only 50, so maybe yeah. maybe in a few years it'll be, oh, yeah. I'll be on a table, and they'll be poking around in my brain. Like, God, take it back! Yeah. Jesus Christ! Right. But uh, anyway, so I just thought it was, uh, you know, cool stuff, and um, but not everybody, everybody thinks it's probably cool, but. Not, everybody, not everything we say is going to be interesting to everybody. I don't know if I agree with that, Joel. Yeah. Uh, name one thing I've said that isn't. No, I'm just kidding. I can't think of anything. <laughs> or we have. Uh, like? I got oh. something seriously okay, okay. interesting to say, okay, okay. which is hey, Joel. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, daddy. <laughs> okay. All right.